Hello listener, welcome to another episode of Communicado Official. It's Funti back here after the long, long hiatus. And first of all, I want to say, before we go into the segment of the show, I just want to say I truly want to apologize to everyone, but also I, as you can see from the statement, I really, really needed to take care of myself, like social media and its impact on my life was not really the best and a lot of things were going on in my life that I just needed to just take a step back and take care of myself and for those who want to know I'm doing better I feel I feel a little bit more better like you know day by day step by step trying to figure things out and when I try to figure things out and uh, I tend to throw things out and like say you know what I can't do this and if I continue producing I'm sorry but that time I would have just been producing out of compulsion not out of joy and obviously there's sometimes you produce when you don't feel like producing but like I knew I was not in the right mental state and everything and I'm learning to take care of myself and adapting and everything so returning to all of this I would say gladly I missed talking about football or soccer for our North Americans but yeah, I missed talking about football and everything. I missed talking about the chaos. I missed I missed talking to my friends and excuse me one moment. Um sorry. I just have a slight cold, not COVID, but I'm okay. So and it's yeah. So um everything went well. Everything is just going calm and everything. And we, we know some days you're okay, some days you're not okay. You just have to keep trying to rise up and rise up and rise up no matter how much you fall and this is where anyone you just gotta keep rising up don't give up no matter times you fall you can continue to rise up it's okay it's okay to fall it's okay to it's okay to fall but it's also better to rise back up no matter how slow no matter how much time it takes we can always rise up back so yeah thank you guys for listening thank you for being patient with me we're back with another episode as they will see on the stoppage time tv yeah shout out to stoppage time tv shout out to my work we're back we're back sorry he says one statement at the beginning and i love that i love that statement we're back in the flesh live and direct live in the flesh you know what time it is yes communicado official is back so um we're gonna start we're gonna be doing a segment just a rundown for the next like seven days on a few like the top teams in the premier league and what's going about what's been going on what is going on and i'm gonna only spend just like i said that segment of the show is 78 minute mark so what happens at the 78 minute mark if you need to catch up on things you need to score a goal you need to score an equalizer you need to score a winner you have to score within that 20 minutes so we're at the seven minute 78 minute mark and we need 20 minutes to talk about your favorite team and yeah so i'm sure you guys have seen the lineup on our instagram and you also need to follow our new um twitter page it's in the bio it's in our bio in the podcast as well too and on all our social media and all the information you need and all of that so this is a little bit of admin stuff just keep on sharing liking and honestly if you ever want to speak just message us we got you okay thank you very much so yeah let's start the first ep- the first um first episode of the first episode of the uh, 78 minute mark and yeah i'm gonna time myself so we stay within time because once the referee blows the final whistle we always have to go in it 
So today we're going to be starting with the team from Merseyside. And my time starts about now. So yeah, we're going to be starting with our team from Merseyside. That's the cop team, the team Kenny Dalglish, team from Stevie G. Oh, shout out to Stevie G on his own um, win, winning um, a, win a league title with Rangers. He's going to be a good manager. So yeah, if you don't know already, we're talking about Liverpool. Yeah, that's a moment of silence to see to see that to, for the worst title defense ever. Or maybe just in my lifetime that I've seen, honestly. But I think it is because I think it's almost a 21 point or even more. But like Liverpool have had the worst defense of a title I've ever seen in my life. Because like at least after you've won the title, you're meant to like take uh, like still be close. Or even if you're not winning, like be close enough to say, okay, at least we're still here. Or even if you're not there, you can just be in around if you get what I mean, around the top four and everything, but Liverpool have been, have been bad this season. I've been bad. They have been bad. And I know we all blame it on the Van Dyke injury, but it, to be honest, it did take, it did take a toll on them. Like it felt like a curse had been written on them this season and all of that. And their defense has suffered in all of this defense has suffered. I, Liverpool are a team. I was reading back, shout out to the athletic, their Honestly, if you really want to watch, if you want to learn and understand and like enjoy football more, you need to be reading the Athletic. Shout out! I hope you guys hear me from here. But shameless plug, yeah. Um, Liverpool have had seventeen or eighteen defensive, eighteen different defensive combos combinations. That means in this season they have had two. They have had seventeen to eighteen different people to play in that back line, like seventeen to eighteen different combinations of players. Which is not stable because in this team you want continuity and everything. But yeah, it seems like the Van Dyke injury just went just it just it just torn everything. Then they were able to manage the Gomez was there, Matip was there, but Matip has always been the injured one and everything. And I and what do you call it? Joe Gomez getting injured as well too they didn't help the matter. So they basically have been struggling and striving, brought in their youngsters. Or basically the French players, youngster in Rhys Williams and Nat Phillips and all of that. Nat Phillips, I see from what I understand, has been quite decent and everything. They've they played at their level. Obviously, they're not going to be world class. And yeah, they brought in Ozan Kabak at uh, the end of the generation's far window. And whether it's uh, Ben Davies from Preston End as well too. So in all of this, like Liverpool have just been, they have been struggling. Like they're down bad as we say. <laughs> in my group chat like they're really down bad because that defense is really really bad and you know also like it really did affect them because the movement of you know like you know liverpool their core was really more about that midfield because you have the why not the pressing the pressing abilities of um why not and henderson oh shout out to jordan henderson who i actually i actually started rating jordan henderson around 2018 like although he seems like that player like you just think like this is just one of those England players. But Jordan Henderson is really a good, good player. He's really, really a good player and all of that. But, yeah, shifting Fabinho and Henderson to meet to defense, so shifting, just shifting players back, trying different combinations. 
it takes a lot of game, especially when your midfield really, really helps in your pressing, in your counter pressing, and winning the ball back and all of that, and in your compact, in, in when you're compact and all of this. So Liverpool's game plan was really thrown out of this. Like their system was really disrupted because when you have good midfielders and everything, and they are really, really part of a game, they've dropping them back to defense to make the likes of uh, make the likes of, make to compensate really really would take a lot from their game and that's really what happened to Liverpool I think for me like the, the like moving their midfield back moving their midfield as the main midfield as in Henderson and Fabinho to defense takes a lot and also remember that these guys aren't actually defenders but Fabinho actually did well as a defender and all of this and and Liverpool went on a losing streak which just ended like a few days like last week against um Aston Villa where they were just losing at home and it just, just didn't make sense like and during those times they just were not creating like it was weird to see it was like why are these guys not creating as much have they been found out probably is there a system problem with the club system I there was there were questions as well too but Liverpool dropping Liverpool just dropped in chance creating like I could clearly see that there was just issues like you know you go into a match you see Liverpool oh why they're not creating why they're not creating like what's going on why why is there issue in creations and everything obviously there are times you just get that one chance and everything but coming obviously you know remember that you can't just create one chance and score if you create one chance and score and don't score you have to create another one like that's not sustainable but yeah, like in all of this, like Liverpool were just not creating that much and there were issues with Klopp and everything. And honestly, I have to also say that Liverpool have been, like Klopp has been through a lot, like losing his mom in a pandemic, his team falling apart. I wanted to, like, I give my condolences to him as well too. But like in all of this, like Klopp has really like gone through a lot. And I hope for the best that really like everything works out for him for my rival fan which doesn't make sense but generally like i think liverpool have done they have fallen apart many many times but they still tough times never last in it but like one thing i always wanted to point out like i started studying the metrics of expected goals and the thing about expected goals is that i used to see it a lot on twitter and everything you know and i used to call it like twitter hipsters and stats and everything but by the time you sit down and understand xg you'd be like okay this makes a lot of sense and it actually shows you the sustainability of what is going on in your team so if your team is creating low pro- if your team is creating a number of chances and those chances are low probability of scoring like the xg of a penalty is 0.7 like you have a 70 percent of chance of scoring a penalty but they're also like this is based on a lot of stats that you know like you have to check based on uh, what is the probability of this person scoring from this place scoring from that place and everything and liverpool last season they outdid their expected points, which is they were meant they outdid expected by almost twenty one points because like there were games that they were not meant to win. Obviously, that happens in a good season when everything is going your way. But the thing about when everything is going your way is it's sustainable. That is what XG shows you. XG generally shows you how sustainable if this is. What is the quality of your chances? How sustainable? How 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 much? How how sustainable are you going forward? In winning matches and losing matches and everything and liverpool outdid their xg because last season they outdid their xg by 21 points and were able to actually like 
win the league and everything because they were just beyond measure and all of this. But uh, their XGs, obviously, you know when you are doing something, obviously you begin to like plateau and like come to normal circumstances, and that's what Liverpool did. And obviously, when things aren't going, you begin confidence starts to you begin to question a lot of things, and you just begin to wonder like what's going on. So confidence then overdoing their xg then the defense has really been and also shout out to um idea ball guy i sorry i love tiago i can't lie to you i love tiago alcantara i used to doubt him a lot but after watching him buy and i actually love him because he is the t- he's the player i need in my team i can't lie to you tiago just you know at the beginning of the season if you listen to all our podcasts back then we're like tiago is a signing i expected liverpool to be among be challenging city but i even expected them to retain the title of San Tiago and everything and jota and all of these things so it's just i expected them but shout out like Tia, like basically analyzing tiago signing tiago has actually not been the best signing because i just think maybe he just doesn't fit the team in a larger circumstance like it just doesn't fit the team tiago fits teams like maybe a chelsea or perfectly a united in a deploying playmaking role like tiago just doesn't like maybe in terms of the pressing and the ability tiago's one is you know give me the ball i pass to you make the space and run and everything but tiago generally does not move and he's quite reckless in in terms of his tackling and all of that so tiago's signing has not been the best then we think about uh diogo jota as well too Diego Jota has Diego Jota is the is the one that carried Liverpool this season, honestly. Diego Jota is the one that's carried Liverpool this season, to be honest. Like you, if you if anyone notices, immediately got out injured, Liverpool stopped scoring. Then he comes back and he drops and he drops a few goals again. Like I cannot lie to you. And also shout out to Mosala. Like Mosala scoring, I think it's around we're talking about 94 or 95 goals i'm not like i know it's around 94 or 95 goals in 100 i think 150 appearances as a livable player is beyond measure and everything and like he's top class world class like he is a premier league legend let's be honest like i think but like he's not up like he's not obviously he's not like the biggest one and everything but he definitely has like He's gotten. He needs his flowers. If you get it, like as in Ian Wright stays on stadium, like we're gonna give flowers, and I think we need to give our flowers to Ian Wright. But yeah, back to Thiago and everything. Thiago has not been the best signing for Liverpool, in my own opinion, and everything. Like, <laughs> you know, I remember a time that the idea about thing came into pass, came into understanding. I was just like, wow, there is like I kind of see what they're saying. It's just simple, simple ball, and doesn't know what he's doing and everything. And I just think like. He just doesn't fit the like. I expected him to fit in perfectly, you know, help them in different ways. But like, taking a step back and listening and understanding, like, and also remember, like, I think a defense, like, if they still had their Van Dyke or one of Gomez or Matip still available, like, many things could have been easier and everything. And that also comes back to one problem: the system of Liverpool. That high line, I don't know why they played. It's it's clear there is an issue. Like, I don't know if. I know man- some managers are very, very, like, regimented in how they want to play and all of that. But I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely don't know why Klopp still employs this high line. Like, you don't have Van Dijk or Gomez to cover yourself anymore. You have Nat Phillips and Rhys Williams. You have everything. Look at, I mentioned major games against Chelsea. 
Real Madrid in the in the Champions League. We're talking about once you have once the other team has an outlet against you, they can always score, and it's so clear. Even against Everton in the Messiah derby that they, that that they just winning, I think it's the first win in almost in the after what a decade or century. I'm sorry, like most of the stats are not in my head; they just come. But yeah, um, the loss against Everton at home too, like we could see outlets in Dominic Calvert Lewin and um, um, Richarlison, like those things broke Liverpool down because of their high pressing, high line, and everything. And I think Klopp has not acclimatized to his surroundings and that's one thing that has affected them like if he had done away with that high line all well and good like it would have helped you're not you're not playing with van dyke and gomez anymore like he needed to adjust in all of this but i can all i can also i can also blame because this season has been hectic horrendous like play players playing everything and shout out to the players honestly because it's been tough and hard in doing all of this and but yeah liverpool overall i still think like They've been able to, I think they're on, like, after the Arsenal win, which was, like, really, really good. I saw Liverpool, like, okay, they still have a hope, a hope in this in this league and everything. And they just won against Aston Villa this week as well, too. So, I think Liverpool have a chance to be in the top four because they have the easier games. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I still think, like, they're still going to be in and around next year because, like, that team, when they are motivated, can actually just move mad and everything. And with the return of their um, atmosphere, inshallah, in Anfield as well too. Like, let's not forget. Like, one thing that has actually been taken from the game this year is the game without fans. The thing without fans, it actually adds a lot into the game and everything. So, um, Liverpool returning and everything. I think Liverpool might qualify for top four. Like, with the games, looking at the games that they have compared to Chelsea and everything, if they actually stay on this form, if they actually just strive to continue to win and just continue creating chances and like being in the right place and if they manage to keep most of their players fit and everything but also one person that i need to shout out that i need to call out is money sadio money has been sadio money like i don't have sorry i don't have a scouser's accent but yeah sadio money has not been the best player this he hasn't been at his best form i don't know what is happening like it just doesn't seem to click this year and yeah i think that just experience that exp- that expresses the issue in Liverpool. If Sadio Mane is having a problem, then Liverpool might be a problem. Then Robert, Robbie Firmino, when we're saying at the beginning of the season on this podcast, we said Firmino, Firmino's time is up this year, that he's gonna struggle. Then all this defensive quarterback or defensive um, what's this word again? All this defensive being him being a defensive quarter um, what you call it, defensive striker or whatever and limiting the play like it's not gonna work it's not gonna run like you get like eventually it was gonna run like if you're playing in that sport you have to you have to bring goals like you have to bring goals not every single time doing the same thing and like thinking that it's gonna work like you had to bring goals at the point and that's what Jot, Diego Jota has come in and be like bruh I can still play and I'll bring the goals as well too so yeah I think this is also Bobby Firmino's situation and Liverpool also need to sign players I think this season, just for this season, just to cover up, I just to bring everything to a close because I think I have like five minutes. But yeah, I still think Liverpool are gonna. They're still challenging for that top four. That top four isn't gone, but I also, I mean, the game to, for Madrid is like today or to, sorry tomorrow, which is I think the Tuesday because this is, uh, the game for Madrid is gonna be on Tuesday or Wednesday, like Champions League. 
I expected them to be the dark horses because, like, you know, I expected them to move on that. Like, okay, oh, yeah, it's a game on Wednesday. So, like, this drops on the Tuesday. So, I expect them to actually, like, still find a way. I still believe that tie against Real Madrid is not over. It's not necessarily over at all. And I still believe that, like, they still have something to still play for this season in the Champions League game. I expected them to be my dark horses. But after watching that first leg against um, Madrid, and I saw how Vinicius Jr. just, and again, an outlet, Vinicius Jr. Look at the long ball from Cruz and Modric. And I expected more from Liverpool. I just expected more, and I just don't know why I'm not seeing it. But I I still think that tie is not over. And I still, if it's left to me, I want Liverpool to go through, honestly. I don't know why. I just think, like, at least let them just redeem themselves this season. Not win the Champions League necessarily, but at least a win against Madrid will actually do them a lot good. But also, if they leave the Champions League and do not qualify for the next round, that gives them a lot of focus to just be like, bro, we have one game per one game per week. Let's just be playing and just qualify for the Champions League. Because that, remember, like, in a panoramic season and everything and all of that, and with the way situations are going, like, qualifying for the Champions League does you a lot. It does a mighty lot. So, a lot, I think Liverpool... Liverpool don't have anything to lose this season on it. Don't have anything to lose in not qualify for a Champions League semi um quarterfinals. I think it will work for their own good if we if or if not they don't qualify, honestly. I genuinely think that they still have a good chance of still qualifying for top four because they have str- tougher they have less tougher games than Chelsea and the rest of the crew. And shout out to um Backstreet Moyers, which is West Ham and everything. So we're gonna talk about them in the days to come. But yeah, as for Liverpool overall, like I still expected better. And I don't know what it is, but it also shows that like some things might not be sustainable and also like the impact of players. Like systems really, really are really systems sometimes can be really dependent on players and everything. Like if like the likes of Van Dyke and Co and Gomez are really going out and it also shows that Liverpool's transfer policy needs to be readjusted because you know how long it took them to sign that Kabak guy? It took them a while. Like they were they wanted to go on for the rest of the season, trying to trying to bargain or trying to like struggle through the season. If not for Matip's injury out of the rest of the season, they wouldn't have signed Kabak. Or they would have or anything. But like at this point, like it shows that transfers, like money is needed. Like the FSG need to be able to like put some money into the into the club as well especially in the pandemic like let's 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 bring it back to that especially in this pandemic because sometimes a club well run sometimes needs an an, um, influx of money so i think the fsg and honestly over like time and everything we discuss liverpool's future in the season to come and next season and also how they're in advanced talks with um for to sign um leipzig's ibrahim konate i don't uh for like for, as for this season, I I picked them to be the dark horses, but after that first leg, it's, it's a bit of a sticky one still. But uh, as for Champions League qualification from the Premier League, they're still there, and I think they are my favorites to qualify for the Champions League. And yeah, so I guess I've been able to cover up the team in less than this in less than twenty minutes. Yeah, oh yeah, have fifty seconds. So yeah. Liverpool Football Club, the cup end. I hope they're able to get everything done and all of that. So, yeah, my time is... I finished before time. Just honestly, I don't know. I just kept on talking. 
But yeah, uh, and that concludes uh, the episode for today. Checking back tomorrow as we discuss the Arsenal. Arteta's Arsenal. I have a lot to say. We need to we need to have we need to have a discussion. We need to have a discussion on what is happening in that club as well too. So, yeah, uh, I would like to say thank you guys for listening to another episode of Communicado Official. Make sure to like, subscribe on our YouTube channel, and also sorry there are no visuals for this seventieth um seventieth uh minute segment seventieth minute mark. So yeah, my time is up. So, um. There are no videos, but we're just there are no like visuals for this time. But over time, when we return back to full scale, we'll be definitely dropping the visuals back on our YouTube. But for now, like this episode is always gonna also available on our YouTube, out on Apple Music, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor as well too. And yeah, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sticking with me through it all and through the time. And we see you tomorrow as we discuss the Arsenal.